Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And I am speaking with the narrator of 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This gentleman right here took hours out of his life, which he will never get back, reading and then rereading and then editing and then editing again. The narration for 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. We all owe Dion a huge debt. Uh, Dion, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I was actually kind of nervous. I mean, reading out loud is, I mean, doing a video is one thing. You get to edit out things that don't sound good or change it on my channel. Or not or edit. Channel, or stuff <laughs> with whatever comes out of my mouth. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't sure what the reactions were going to be like. So I want to say thanks to everybody who sent, uh, you know, a positive comment saying that, that, that the narration was better than a robot voice. I appreciate that. <laughs> I set the bar really low with the right. first Thank book. you for that. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Um, but again, uh, what I want to talk about here, kind of, we did a video on Graham Stephan and Meet Kevin with the three amigos. I wanted to dig into Meet Kevin a little bit because, again, he's in this book, right? And people may not know, if you haven't seen the book, I actually don't name the guests because of Meet Kevin, right? I have a lot, I've interviewed lots of amazing people, lots of big names, but I didn't, I didn't want people to buy the book because the, the name is there. I didn't also, I didn't want to deal with headaches of potentially lawyers and stuff like that. Um, but I liked, I, I, his story had to be in there, right? His story of being, um, working at Jamba Juice, saving his money, uh, living with his, can you imagine living with your girlfriend in high school with his parents? I, I could not imagine that, right? Moving across country from Florida to California, uh, saving up his money, doing a 203K loan. There are so many things in his early 20s that I just want more and more people to see. So, um, you know, I know you obviously narrated the whole book, read it several times. What did you think of that? And again, it's chapter 10. So you didn't put his name. It's it's easily identifiable yeah, if you're it, familiar with his content at all. And, well, and the yeah. fact that he's been on your channel. You've talked to him on your channel. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like just like Graham Stephan, Meet Kevin, was successful before YouTube yes. with repeatable methods. He often talks about the wedge deal and it's 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 kind of like catchy, like saying house hacking or millionaire or whatever word draws you into watching the content. I totally get that. None of my deals have been a wedge deal, but I have worked with people who've used the 203K loan. Mm -hmm. I have seen the struggles of finding a contractor who understands how that system works and getting it to work. But I think that's repeatable in any economy. You might not be able to do it in the area that you want. There might be areas where that's not happening. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned in an earlier video, 
for for financial freedom, it might be worth you relocating. Yeah, move if you had to. And the the, the there are several versions of the wedge deal that he talks about, and and his verbiage. I won't try to define it because he does it on hundreds of videos, but it's the gap between what it's worth and what you pay. Yeah. With a two or three k loan, it's the gap of people don't want to put in the sweat equity of doing an owner occupied and then rehabbed property with a loan that lets you do that. So you're building the sweat equity on a property that's then worth more than what it took to put it all together. Great strategy mm -hmm. and probably a, a very effective strategy for a lot of people that don't have the large down payment for an investment property or the, the even the larger down payment to buy a triplex or a fourplex if you're not going FHA, the, the amount required to go down on that can be done with the, you know, his wedge deal process. Um, I, I just haven't done it. Like, yeah. like it's a great concept, but it may, might not it could be for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I think wedge deals exist. I know I've bought, I have personally bought some, um, you know, one thing I did during uh, the pandemic or really I retired in eight, 2018, I flipped, I think it was 56. It might've been 57 properties anywhere from a single family home to a six unit apartment building. I flipped 56 times. Let's call it 56 uh, in about two and a half years. And all of those were what would go down as wedge deals. Uh, these were all investments for me. Uh, so I couldn't use the two or three K loan. It's definitely owner occupied, uh, but I get it really, really what for me. And again, my definition, not his watch his stuff. He goes over it wonderfully. And I, I love his story. You, you know, you have a property that's worth 200, right? That's the ARV after repair value. You, you go into this, uh, it's going to be owner-occupant. It's it's The key is it has to be livable, right? And then you could come in and say, hey, we're going to spend 30 grand. It's going to go from here to there. And a two or 3K loan is actually going to let you finance the 30K, right? So you get into a property a lot more than, like you say, you got to work with a contractor to work on draws and all these other things. So uh, a lot of work there. But it is a way. This is not new. Kevin did this, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, whenever he did it. it. It is not new, but it is a great way to build wealth, build equity. And again, your owner, I don't know if people know this. If you don't know this, shame on me because I need to bring it up more. Let's just play this out. You move into a home for 200 grand. You live in it for two years. It's where you live. It's your owner occupant. And you sell it for 350. Do you know that that 150 grand is tax free? Does, do people realize that? Mindy Jensen from Bigger Pockets, she's actually the host of the Bigger Pockets Money Show, does this. She, it's called the Live and Flip, and she's probably yes. on her fifth or sixth one, where she just keeps rolling the money. Um, she doesn't use the 203K loan anymore. I don't know if she did in the beginning to get started. But once you've done this a couple of times, you're generating so much money, the next purchase is just cash. Exactly. Again, I, there are so many ways. There are so many ways to become a millionaire, right? We did a video earlier about Graham Stephens Mill. You could do the live and flip. Do that five times, maybe you know, do it four times. Live in it for two and a half years, right? You've got to be in it two years. This is all in the tax code. Check with your CPA. If you live in your home for more than two years as a single person, you can make two hundred fifty grand tax free. Married couple make five hundred grand tax free. It is not a one time thing. I remember Olivia and I bumping into a couple that I think were in their 50s. This is about a decade ago. They were doing this in a very expensive part of California. For the last 20 years, or maybe it was the last 15 years at that time, they've been doing live-in flips like Mindy. We're talking million-dollar flips. 
because they wanted that spread. But it all starts with finding a rundown, beat-up property that is livable, not a teardown, because it has to be financeable, again, if you're starting with a 203K loan. But these are all ways that you can – what do you have to do? You've got to be able to live in a, a house that's being remodeled. I'm sure that's not fun. And you got to move every couple of years. But do you want potentially 250K tax-free? There are a lot of terms like this where people think it's something new. And, and you could probably look up when was the 203K loan released and think that was when it happened. But there were versions of this happening oh, yeah. before that. Kind of like the Burr method. The, the term Burr has been out for a little over 10 years. People think that it's kind of this new thing. And really what it is, the Burr method is an adaptation of what happens in multifamily. Correct. Because people the buy multifamily, add, yep. increase the NOI, which increases the value, and then you refinance out all your money. Burr is a version of that where you, you, you're buying it based on um, it needing work to be worth what the comps are. You've now increased the value so you could take your money out. Not new. It's been happening in multifamily as long as I've been around. Yeah. So since I got you, uh, what other? Because the other thing that's really interesting about this book is I don't think, and I'm, and actually I'll, I'll ask it this way. Actually, I don't know how to ask it, so I'm just going to say it. I wrote this book on purpose, knowing that every chapter wouldn't mean everything to everyone. My goal is for you, as a person watching this, you find three chapters that hit home. I just don't know which three chapters it's going to be. It'll be different three chapters for everybody. I spent almost 10 weeks, I think, going through all of my interviews and finding the 15 different stories. Um, did you did that come across when you were reading this? And it did. And, and, it? I've, and I've heard you say a few times, you know, and because uh, I, I said it, it's, it's in the book when <laughs> I was doing the audible. The goal for the way that you take the, the information in is that you read it through once and then you find the two or three stories that you resonate with and you read, go back to those. And I actually have a twist on that. Awesome. Because this is what I'm finding. Awesome. So got it. I, I very rarely read a book. I hardly ever have time. I'm an, I used to be an avid reader, two or three books, one or two books a week. Oh, wow. And then life happened, you know, single parent, working full time, side hustles, investing, like all those things. So I listen. It's Audible book, it's it's pod, podcast, it's YouTube. Um, pay for premium so you can close YouTube and keep listening. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things, that's how I take in information. <clears throat> this is one of those books where I read it because there wasn't an Audible version. I thought I would go, okay, so I recognize Meet Kevin. I like the um, RV travel, the country once you reach financial person. A April you know, Crossley. I, I liked there's a chronology to our investing. So the story that you like, the, the yeah. person who's a little more seasoned, who's now exiting, mm -hmm. that you have a timeline to how you invest and when you retire and that kind of stuff. But two weeks later, I'm like, who are those people that were like Dave Ramsey, hardcore avid followers? And what twisted it for them to, to do this? Then that's the chapter. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's a couple that I liked at the beginning, but I think six months from now, there's going to be a two totally different yeah, I, I go back to. I think that's that was intentional because everybody will come into their experience with the book where they are today. If you stay around one rental at a time, you will be in a different spot in two years, and I do think you you will see an evolution. Um, then there you know there are people that quit their job and went all in, lived on credit cards. It's in there. There are people that uh, live in California and invest out of state. Um, there are a couple people doing Burr. It's it was 
there was a lot of thought that went into the 15 stories that made it to the final edition. Um, so so I have hopeful. a question. Yeah. And you don't edit your videos. No, I don't. So I should ask, I should ask you. Off okay. Camera. No, go ahead. I don't care. Just okay. So uh, this took probably four months of time, right. To, to put into audible version. Yeah, probably um, more than that because you tried once and then had thrown and they had to away. redo it. So that wouldn't happen again. Um, and the goal was you you made this book, mm -hmm. and then you did the audible version with the robot voice. With well, robot. in fairness, I did I did the book. I tried to read it myself and edit myself. It's did, not easy. Not happening. Right, the guy that doesn't edit videos, I'm not editing audio, which I okay, tried. Okay, right. And then um, I, yes. So I, I guess we'll maybe we'll leave this up to the people in the comments because I don't know if I'm I'm almost afraid to ask you because you might say yes because you're just trying to be nice. I am not that guy. If you want, mm -hmm. if it's possible, I will do an audible version of this that you can replace the robot voice with. I audible. I was uh, actually going to ask you if you could uh, do that actually if you if you Seriously? were up I, to because I didn't know it was possible. Uh, I don't it. care. I don't. I don't care if it's possible. I, if I have to de discontinue the other one, see. The, the, here's the problem. Again, I don't know how Audible works. There is a possibility that people may have to buy the book again. That's the risk because I don't know how Audible works. If so, so here was my concern. Okay. It's just like if uh, if we do a live on YouTube. Yeah. And I learned this the other day with Millennial Mike because I was trying to walk him through setting it up so we could do a live together. And it recorded for three minutes before we realized we were live. And luckily, we didn't say anything uh, bad that we can get sued for. Yeah. Right. If he edits a live video after it's done, you lose the watch time. You lose yeah. any data that YouTube collected, right? I, I, you I currently did. have over a thousand five-star reviews. I do. It, so that's why that's the risk is if I do this and you want to swap it out, it, you could lose that. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I think all of that might happen. I don't care. I think, I think um, if you are willing to put in, let's say it takes you two months this time. Cause it, well, a, this book is smaller, right? The other I'm, book, I'm more educated this time too. Right. Um, but, you know, if you're willing to give one rental at a time, 100 hours of your time, I'm willing to give up. You know, I'm I don't maybe we could check with Audible and there's a title change or a second version or something. I think to I not think risk it. I think what we would I, I think we would have to publish it as a um, different version, I think. OK, that would be less risky if we could. If that's possible, we need to look into how that works. I will ask my guy who published this book. So happy to, if we can figure it out, because the I, more people who can get through that content, the better. I agree. All right, folks. Uh, isn't Dion amazing? Just wow. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Dion. Where can people find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom and in the One Rental at a Time, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time course. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Ciao.